is going to come and share um, a testimony for our family talk. Welcome, brother. Hey, guys. Um, well, I am super ecstatic because I get to give a report about what God did uh, this past Thursday during our Halloween outreach. And uh, for those of you who weren't here last week, Sam had made an announcement, um, but we were putting together a um, unique uh, creative outreach to engage people on one of the darker uh, days of, uh, of the year. Um, do we have a picture, Charlotte? Can we go to the first picture? Okay, so that is a bag of pills, um, which is how we'll start off. I wanted to just kind of share with you guys the kind of the, the thing that we ended up doing to engage people with the gospel. Uh, some of you have seen the movie The Matrix, some of you have not. Um, but during The Matrix, uh, which is a story about people who are enslaved to a false reality, someone gets set free from that false reality into the true reality, through a choice that they have. And the choice in the movie is take the red pill or the blue pill. And those of you who've seen The Matrix, it's a great scene. It's very memorable for those who have seen the movie. And so what we did on Halloween is we dressed up as special agents. You can go to the next slide. Um, not that one. That's a, that's a good one. Not that. Well, that's a, that's a fine picture. We dressed up as special agents like Agent Smith, okay? Now, if you're seeing that picture, you probably are thinking that looks more like men in black than special agents. And for that, uh, we apologize. Uh, and we had to apologize uh, sometimes uh, while we were out as well. But really what the idea was is not to change the gospel, because we don't believe in changing the gospel. We believe the gospel is the power of God for salvation. But to change our outfits and our appearance to contextualize getting into conversations with people about the gospel. And everyone on Halloween is dressed up. I saw some amazing costumes. I saw some very not amazing costumes. Um, I'll leave it at that. So what we did is uh, we went out and we engaged people based on their costumes. And they started asking questions about our costumes. And so that looked a lot of different ways, but typically it was, hey, man, awesome costume. Oh, thanks, and you too. And it's like, okay, who do we look like? And then they're like, oh, The Matrix. Sometimes they said Men in Black, and we had to correct them. And it's like, yeah, The Matrix. Have you seen that movie? Great. And then we'd say, well, what was the big decision that Neo had to make in The Matrix? And they'd say, well, the red pill or the blue pill. And then in our pocket, we had those those pills, they were jelly belly, jelly beans, they were very tasty. Um, we had the pill, and we literally took out the pill to, to give people an opportunity to choose, do you want the red pill or do you want the blue pill? Now at this point, a lot of people chose the red pill. Some people chose the blue pill. And based on the pill that they chose, we were able to go based off of that and transition into the gospel message and transition into Christ and his work on the cross. If you go to the next picture, Charlotte. Oh, just those two, okay. Um, so what would happen is people would say red pill, blue pill. They'd take the red pill, we'd take the blue pill, and we just ate the other pill because it was tasty and so they knew it wasn't drugs, basically. And we started getting into gospel conversations, and what ended up happening out of that was truly nothing short of amazing. There's three things that we experienced uh, during the outreach. Number one, power. 
So during our time going out and doing outreach, we experienced God's power with us, not because we had become powerful or because any of us are strong. As you know, most of us are weak, um, especially Ross. He's very thin. And yet, but it was great for the Matrix outfit. He looked very much like an agent. But in the midst of our weakness, God's power was with us. And what that looked like was um, seeing things like pe praying for people for healing and some people getting healed. Getting words of knowledge, which is a form of New Testament prophecy. But the greatest sign of power we saw was three people professing Christ for the first time on Thursday night. Now the reason we say professing Christ isn't to diminish their profession, but to acknowledge that there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. Since Thursday, I talked with several people who were at the outreach. We've talked with four, five, six people who we're following up with. This week, my wife and I are having dinner with one of the people that gave their life to Christ. So we saw God's power go out as we went out sharing the gospel. And the power didn't come from being dressed up like the Matrix. You can see that there's nothing powerful about that picture. But the power comes from going out with God's message, God's gospel, and letting his power come in conjunction with that. Second, so we experience power, prayer. During our time of outreach, there were people back at the base here at City View who were praying for the outreach as we were going out. What that meant was is that we weren't going out trusting in our own power, and we weren't going out empty-handed without people doing what I sometimes refer to as air cover. And what happened, and we didn't know this happened until after, is the people here praying were praying for things specifically that were happening out on the street. For instance, Benjamin mentioned during our time of testimony that he was praying for someone who had walked away from the Lord to come back. And we had someone who acknowledged that though they acknowledged God with their life, that they weren't truly surrendered to God and they came back to Christ that night. Now, Benjamin didn't have a text thread going on with that evangelist. But God was sovereignly working, prayer warriors praying, and evangelists doing, and there was this great merriment of God doing his work through people praying and through people going. So we experienced his power, we experienced the power of prayer, and we experienced his presence. Before going out and doing the outreach, most of us... Uh, we're a little uneasy about sharing our faith, okay? That's not uncommon for people who share the gospel. And so instead of just going out and trying to overcome, we acknowledge that the only thing that can help us in our fear, in our lack of desire to share the gospel, is to first experience and be reminded of who God is. So before we even went out, we spent an hour and 20 minutes just praying, worshiping, and giving God glory. And as we did that, our hearts began to change. People who were afraid when they came in left out bold as lions, not because they had somehow become powerful, but because they had been reminded who actually was going to do the work that night. So we experienced power, prayer, and presence. If you can go back one picture. And so what I want to encourage you with is that God wants to do great things through us, and all we have to do is say yes God's going to accomplish great things, whether it's us or not. And to illustrate that, this is Garrett, who I met that night. Now, Garrett, when we met him, was uh, blitzed, uh, is a way to, to refer to it. Um, he had drank a lot of alcohol. 
And literally, within 15 minutes of getting into the conversation, supernaturally sobered up. Supernaturally. Where we're halfway into our conversation, and he recognized, by God's grace, I'm, I no longer have a buzz, I no longer am drunk. And we began talking about the gospel and the things of God. And he said, I've been thinking about this almost every day for the last six months. Because he had gone through confirmation. Nothing wrong with confirmation. But he said, basically, I thought that getting confirmed meant I was saved. And I got to challenge that. And by God's grace, he openly acknowledged, you're right. That has nothing to do with it. And we began to talk more and we began to share the gospel more. And Garrett, by his own admission that night, said, this is something that God's been wanting to do in my life for a long time. Now, I could have asked him right there to pray a prayer. He probably would have. But instead, I'm trusting God to continue the work that began that night. Me and Garrett traded phone numbers. We got a selfie together. I wanted to get a selfie just to prove that we were actually out dressed like that out in public. But you guys, I share that testimony. That's not one of the people that gave their lives to Christ. But I share that testimony with you because Garrett had been waiting for months, been thinking about this, and all God did was bring us into what he was already doing in his life. And what I want to encourage you with, church, is that so many of you were praying for us. Most of you were doing some form of relational connecting with neighbors, with friends, for gospel purposes. And I want to encourage you that in the midst of all of this, God is working and God's at work. And to encourage you that God is truly saving people. And so what I want to do is I want to finish by exhorting us to double down on what God's doing in our congregation. We've seen many come to Christ recently. We've had lots of awesome gospel opportunity to go forward. And I just want to encourage us, there's more to be had. So church, my encouragement to you is not that we went out and did this awesome outreach and we're so powerful, but that God can use weak and broken vessels, like that picture of us in the other picture, all weak and broken, all worn out. I remember Ross getting there, and he just was like, I'm just completely worn out, man. And by the end of the night, he was so energized, not because he had found like an energy drink, but because God had come and filled him and filled us with power. And so church, be encouraged. God is moving. God is saving, and we get to respond rightly by saying, to God be the glory. Amen. Thanks, guys.